0: Good morning and welcome fellow Sovereign and this should be a very short um, podcast, whatever we call them, live. It's just three stories about finding wonder in this wonderful world and some of you might be feeling jaded and or whatever. So I was inspired by meeting yesterday um, Linda who comes from a funny country far away, I I, I think she called it America, some of you might have heard of it, anyway so Linda comes from uh, Knott'sville in this place called America, I've never heard of it, and um, she used to have five chickens, well we call them chooks, she calls them chickens, funny language these Americans, and she now has four, and the reason that she doesn't she has one less. Is that her dog attacked one? Now most people would probably um, bury the thing or might cook it up if it was sort of salvageable. She didn't. She decided to dissect it, and so what she did, being a doctor, she dissected it and laid it out on the somewhere on the table, I think, for her children to observe and see what a chicken looks like from the inside and it's very different from what we are obviously um, for one thing it's got a gizzard sack which is full of tiny stones which is why birds who don't have teeth they pick at uh, tiny stones to fill up this gizzard sack and that grinds their food so there's a gizzard sack that we don't have they have tiny tiny lungs and as you might have observed chickens don't do many marathon runs They just kind of walk around a little bit so they don't need much air and they have one of something that we have too apparently it might be kidneys or gallbladder or something not a medic but anyway she was explaining they have one less than us and the other thing that they have which we don't have is eggs which was really interesting because she laid the eggs out in in a, a line and this chicken or chook had I think had at least eight it might have been more eggs in process so the one if you like at the far end about to be laid looked like an egg it was white sort of creamy and the next one was smaller and sort of pinky and then they became red and they got smaller and smaller and so from the chickens wherever it comes out Um, to wherever they're created there was this line of little round balls getting smaller and smaller and so there was this like a conveyor belt they were being produced and they were all there ready to go one after the other Um, I thought that was quite fascinating I just thought they'd make one lay it they make another one and lay it and so on but no they've got this continual uh, conveyor belt of chickens being built inside them and so at any one time I'm guessing there's sort of 8 to 12 eggs ready to be shunted through the the line and so she showed this to her two young children and I thought it was interesting that she made this dead chicken a little project for her kids and of course they learnt lots of stuff about the inside of chickens and then could compare she could explain what humans were like as well in comparison and so she brought some wonder to what was potentially a sad upsetting kind of situation and it seems to me like what the her children would have remembered from it was the wonder of learning something new rather than the negative of one of their chickens has been killed by the dog and naughty dog and terrible terrible So in a very simple way, she brought wonder to a very fairly simple situation, but a potentially sad one. And I'm not suggesting that we all go around killing chickens and seeing what's inside them or dogs and cats or whatever, but just think about everything that we do, maybe even when we're putting out a bit of rubbish. Do we want to put that out? What else could we do with that? Or when we're doing something, what else could we do with this? And so it's just stopping each moment and thinking maybe I could do something different here. Maybe I could use this as an exploration or discovery or a something. Anyway, so that's one idea about finding wonder in the world. The other idea is what comes from me. When I moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast, I decided I was not going to get used to it. So the Gold Coast in Australia is, for a lot of people, it's heaven. It's the perfect paradise of where many, many, many people want to live. And they just think it's absolutely wonderful. And it was. I loved it. But I felt like if I just kept going there day after day, I'd get used to it. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to see it new each day. And I would cycle 20 to 30 kilometers a day, most days. And so i go through, along the river, river, River through some, what the English would call woods. Australia's called bush. I like the word woods. It's nicer. Anyway, a little, some woods, then along the street for a while, and then a large track through the, more woods, and then onto the street, and then I'd hit the beach, and then along the beach, and I could go for miles along the beach and right round to, to um, Waterworld and all the rest of it as far as I wanted to go. And all of it all of it was was a beautiful ride. And so I I would play this childish game with myself, pretending I hadn't been there before. And after three years of doing it probably five times five days a week, um, I could have got used to it and go, Oh here we go. There's the beach again. There's the bush again. But I played this game. Okay, I wonder what's around the corner. Oh, there's that tree again. That tree I'd seen a hundred times. is a lovely tree? And I do this in my mind. I <laughs> don't talk out loud. Not usually. And oh, I wonder what's around. Oh, there's the beach. Isn't that lovely today? Oh, there's those pelicans that I've now seen 300 times, but it's pelicans again. And I found it. It uplifted me in a really childish, silly, simple way to pretend that I hadn't been there before. I knew I had, but I had this sort of other sense of this other pretense, this childlike, childish, if you like. Um, it just sort of made it fun and it made it, I think I appreciated it more and I, I think I observed. Everything that was there a lot more than if i just go. oh yeah, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. When most of the time I'm going to the beach, it's actually on the journey. And I'd get to the beach and I'd go home again. So the beach was actually a fairly small part of the trip. So if I'm just going to the beach, I'm focusing on the beach, then the rest of the journey is forgotten. It's not appreciated. It's not wondered at. So that's the second little story, and it's just something we can all do. Just look at something that we've seen a hundred times and go, "Ah, oh, that's a nice toe," <laughs> or whatever it is, something that we've seen many, many times. Just wonder at it. Just see it anew, as if you hadn't seen it before, as if you're a child. And the third idea. It's not a story, it's just an idea comes from Joe. I've forgotten his name now. I will remember it in a moment. And so these specific ideas are not his, but I'll think of some in a moment. But he basically says, if you have a routine, change it. So if you habitually, every day... Commute to work, say you walk along the street and get onto a particular train or a particular bus and then off and walk down another street and get to work. Walk down a different street. Go 10 minutes earlier and take a different train, take a different bus. Do it differently. And instead of sitting in the same street, same seat, try a seat in another section of the bus or whatever. And That's sort of his ideas and I was dreaming up some silly ones just now and I was thinking, well, even before you get to your commute, if you normally put your right sock on first, put your left sock on first and put your left shoe on first and do things differently. When you buckle your uh, belt, instead of putting your belt on this way around your body, do it that way. So instead of pulling it one way to tighten it, it the other way silly things sometimes when I'm hanging up the clothes I normally hold the clothes with my right hand and pegs in the left hand that's what I'm used to and sometimes I try it the other way and it's really difficult hold the clothes in the left hand and the pegs in the right hand it's a real fumbling job but it makes it fun and so what I've also uh, done is that when I I'm using a fork only I would normally use a fork or a spoon I normally use my right hand but I've been for the last probably 10 years I just decided to use my left hand just because and now I can do either hand but it's really either fun or frustrating whichever way you look at it to try doing things with different hands so try a different routine or when you go into your normal Cafe or grocery shop, and you say the usual, "Good morning, how are you? I'm fine." Try a new speech. Good day, everybody. How you going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and people ask how you are. Oh, I'm good. How about? I am amazing and handsome and incredible and modest as well. I don't know! I I do this all the time and sometimes it just goes over people's heads, but other times it starts a wonderful conversation and my standard thing is, which I must change, I'm reminded myself now, I basically, when people say, how are you, I'm amazing and handsome and modest as well. And so that often starts a conversation, which, you know, uplifts both of our days. So finding wonder in the world is actually simple. And it can be done in every single moment. And I know a friend of mine used to wear shirts inside out. (laughs) Just for fun. It used to annoy people. And he would find it really fun that it annoyed people. And they'd tell him, oh, your shirt's inside out. Oh, yeah, okay. And he'd just carry on. Um, So I guess there's a thousand little ways that we can just... uh, What's the word? Switch our little... Our world around by tiny little things instead of our keys in the right pocket and handkerchief in the left or whatever we do swap them around so we retrack. Oh, keys are not there oh that's right they're down here so it's, it just and the other thing it does I know is when I do the washing thing hanging up with my left hand and pegs in the right I am concentrating so hard because it's difficult I'm in the moment and I'm not thinking about any negative other thing. I'm not thinking about anything. I am so focused in this moment because I'm doing something I'm unaccustomed to. All the thinking goes out the window or over the clothesline. line. So when we're doing something we're not accustomed to, doing it backwards, um, it brings us back into the present moment. And it stops that whirring of the monkey mind, as they call it, in Buddhism. So those are three little things we can do, all of us, to bring wonder and gratitude and peace and non-thinking to this wonderful little world of ours. So I wish you a wonderful day.